suck it March Madness. We have NFL free agency. This is the push off. Everybody, to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week. <laughs> There's a lot, and it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's Dan signing a prove it deal. Right. Dan, um, yeah, we, uh, we told you last week we'd be talking about some interior offensive linemen, but whoops, free agency has hit. It hit really hard. And uh, that's what this episode will be focusing in on, is all of the the shakeups and the moves that, uh, that teams we are forget, doing. We forget every year that the legal tampering period um, is the starts way before the... Because we're like, oh, we're going to be good to go, and the league year doesn't start until really Wednesday. Fucking dead wrong. <laughs> uh, shit is popping off. Yeah, it's a silly setup anymore. So legal tampering, whatever, it's all on. Let's jump right into it. So there's so much news, and the the most important news has to start off. The one that has eclipsed all other news this week. Would you like, what could that be, Scott? There's so many different things. Well, it is that Tom Brady's not retired. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Which, you got to start at the fucking t- episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, remember that episode or two episodes because we led into another one? Like, uh, Just nix those. Forget those. Didn't have or or remember it because when the fucking guy retires again, we're not doing this again. <laughs> you get one, air, you get the one. But this, you know, and it's going to be another twenty years. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's just it's interesting, and uh, you know, in a week where we're going to get to it, you know, Aaron Rodgers news, all of the quarterback trades, the quarterback carousel, we love to talk about, and this technically is a quarterback news, um, all that stuff, you know. Garrett, you know, will be happy that we are starting talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's going to be thrilled. He's going to be absolutely thrilled. This guy won't go away. He won't go away. Well, I don't know if he can't. There's uh, great memes going around that he was like, I'm going to spend more time with my kids. Two months later, he's like, I'm going to come back to football. These kids <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> Fuck these kids. Yeah, and you get it. When you have played the game as long as Tom Brady has played it, it's your life. It has become your life. So how do you step away from life, you know? Yeah, so. because every other guy, like Peyton Manning had to. He was physically toast. Yeah. Drew Brees had to. He was physically toast. To a degree, Brett Favre was also pretty fucking toasted out mm-hmm. by the time he walked away. He was. So Tom Brady still looks pretty good. Tom Brady's got, you know, he's all that TB12 bullshit, um, <laughs> you know, drinking magic bubbles and shit like that. Although that's Russell Wilson. No, but, you really uh, can't argue against that because what he led the league in passing yards just this last year. Those are the results, man. The results speak for themselves. He's pretty good. So, why do you think uh, a retire for two months? Why come back now instead of after camp? You know why? Why this? Well, I'm sure they felt like they were going to lose all of their free agents if he wasn't coming back. They mm-hmm. still lost some free agents anyway. Yeah, um, actually, because, he's lost some guards. <laughs> he yeah, lost he some, lost some offensive linemen. Yeah, um, we'll get to all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, but the big thing is like you got to come back before free agency. Otherwise, you're coming back to kind of a rebuilding team, and there's really no sense in doing that. So this was a last-ditch effort to hold on to some guys, but money talks more than Tom Brady does, um, <laughs> especially if you're, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to sign here. Brady's going to be around for maybe another year. Right. And then what do I do? Did I sign a team-friendly contract? I had a down year and I miss out on this money? No. They're going to cash in when they can cash in, and that's exactly what they did. Okay. Well, you got to start with that news. Obviously, uh, this it's just another one of them jokes. You know, Tom Brady, can't, can't quit it. Uh, let's continue on. Let's continue on. And the other news is Aaron Rodgers' oh, yeah. uh, extension. In fact, the the beginning of this show will be qu- quarterbacks because they're the prima donnas. They're, they lead the news and they lead the league and all of that good stuff. So it starts there with Aaron Rodgers. In fact, that kind of started off. prima donnas. Yeah, the most of this week's news was him getting this contract. Now, it came out as four years, $200 million. Uh he said that's not exactly the case. I guess that's true. It is a little different, but what it is is the highest paid in NFL history, a hundred and fifty plus million guaranteed. <laughs> yes, and he's getting seventy four and a half million just next season. After that, you know, just an average of sixty two million a year. <laughs> So one of the things I like to look at with contracts is yearly cash. Yes. How much are you getting in cash this year? This year he is getting $42 million into his <laughs> bank account. Damn. That's not, you know, that's not cap money. Um, his dead cap, which we like to talk about, is currently sitting at $175 million. <laughs> his dead cap doesn't go below $38 million ever. Ever. No, ever for four this more is years. In, this is an uncuttable contract. It's mm-hmm. uncuttable because no matter what happens, you're basically going to be eating millions of dollars. So here's the cap hit for the five years that he's in this contract. So it covers him until he's age 43. Once again, I apologize for, or I guess not once again, I apologize for being a little raspy, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I think it gives me gravitas. So we'll I think we're both going to come off a little raspy in this in this episode. A little bit. I, I'm not sleeping. Dan's been talking. <laughs> I've been chatting for weeks. Yeah. Um, his cap hit this year is still $28 million. So there's, yeah. it's a cap hit reduction. But that's still sizable. Next year, $31 million. Year after that, 40 Year four, he's got a cap hit of $59 million. Well, that is betting on the NFL continually raising the cap number. And that they have, and, and what is, you could point at that and go, well, really, what what could stop us is, and the year after the pandemic, where there was no fans, they still sure. raised it. You know, still got kicked up. So the NFL's a cash cow, and, and they're like, we might as well take advantage of it, a la Aaron Rodgers' bless you contract Thank right you. now. You know? I mean, Rodgers' contract is so onerous. Oh. It is it is the most team-unfriendly contract I've <laughs> ever seen. It's honestly kind of staggering. I mean... Year one and year two are manageable. He's got a $30 million cap hit, basically, for two years. Year three, year four, year five, there's nothing like he's he has destroyed the team mm. for year three, year four, year five, because there's nothing voidable in there. You know, they, it's it's deadly. Yeah. They lost uh, Zadarius Smith mostly due to this contract, and the talk is they want Devontae Adams to come back. Now, they offered him a franchise deal. He hasn't signed it yet, so... That's what they're sitting on is does Devontae Adams bite the bullet and come back on a year deal, a franchise tag? 
So the tough thing is Devontae Adams is right now sitting at a $20 million cap hit. So the Packers are incentivized to get that deal done because right now, as it stands, they are $6 million over the cap. Yeah. So that's that's a huge that's a huge mark. They're gonna have to restructure a lot of guys. Adrian Amos is making almost twelve million. Jair Alexander's making almost fourteen. Uh David Bakhtiari coming off injury. It, you know, he's making almost fifteen million dollars. So they're gonna have to move some shit around. And how much of that camp stuff needs to be fixed before that league year start on tomorrow when this episode comes out? Um the salary cap, I think you have a little bit of time to kind of get it dialed in. I think it's two weeks. Okay. But, uh, I'll find that out. Okay. Well, you do. And as soon as the Aaron Rodgers news broke, and about the same day in the span of a few hours, uh, boom, here comes the rest. Uh, Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, the co- quarterback carousel in full force now. Uh, Wilson, who had a no-trade clause, waves it to go to Denver. The Seahawks, in return for Russell Wilson and a fourth-rounder, got Drew Locke. Noah Fant, cornerback Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Just starting there, Dan, the trade at bare bones, and I know you're looking up other stuff for us. What was your first thought of this? Uh, my first thought of this is that the Seahawks won. Right? It's a lot of guys. It's a, a lot, lot of picks. Of, it's a lot of draft capital for you know a, a quarterback coming off an injury that... You know, lost a lot of a lot of targets. I I understand what Denver is doing. Denver knows they're incapable of drafting a quarterback. <laughs> that has been proven. So they're basically going all in with Russell Wilson, and you can tell from some of the signings that we're going to get into, they are loaded up to push this AFC West to the brink. Mm. The problem is they also have a brand-new head coach. It's tough to go Super Bowl straight out the gate as a brand-new head coach. Yeah. Not likely to happen. Um, you're going to have a natural learning curve. So I don't know why this is the push right now. I, I don't think I don't think this is going to work because whatever's going to happen, you're going to need like a, a full year to gel together. Um, and they've got a lot of money going out this year. They got a lot of money going out this year, but they get Russell Wilson on a contract that's a few years, right? They can build around him, True, kind yeah. of thing. He's a young guy. Um, Seattle got a lot of guys for us, but. What do we say about Russell Wilson? The man's magic. He is. I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback. Okay. Um, you could have a debate that he's a top five. But okay. when, when you're in that category, you people move mountains for you. You, you know, usually don't Aaron get Rogers. traded. Well, you know, Seattle's rebuilding. Seattle is clearly rebuilding. Yeah. And they've never really had a great offensive line for the guy. The defense True. is young. It's coming along. If I don't know why Pete Carroll's there. <laughs> That's That mystifies me. But uh, I understand what Seattle's doing. They're saying, hey, this is a huge chunk. This is a huge chip that we can cash in. If we're going to rebuild, we're going to rebuild now. And you had all this tumult and hullabaloo last year with him. You know, there's a part of me that thinks Seattle's probably like, hey, fucking just get out of here, man. Like, if you're not going to be a Seattle guy, let's take what we can get for you and, you know, turn you into a, a pick package, which he definitely became. You get Drew Locke that maybe this is a difference in – location difference in package type of thing and the guy has more success you can maybe sell that or the rumor mill circling that a certain uh, guy has passed a partial of his legal issues and the Seahawks could go after Deshaun Watson 
the it would make sense it would be a nice fit Seattle was one of those teams that wasn't worried about taking the PR hit when they brought in Kaepernick what do you think of that does the Seahawks bringing in um somehow ending up with the, um with Watson with this trade because they got now they got these first rounders they can ship those over to Houston they don't like using first rounders in Seattle very well anyways so what do you think yeah I I don't see Watson coming in um if if anything you're going to make a huge cultural shift like the the Watson trade is so strange to me because whoever's doing it is effectively saying listen we don't really care Mm-hmm. You know, we think he's talented, and that's really all that matters. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued as to see who is going to pull the trigger on it. I really would doubt if it is Seattle. Um, they, once again, they've got DK Metcalf, but where's your offensive line? This, to me, feels more like positioning themselves for a rebuild to wait for next year when the draft class is a little bit better at the quarterback position. You've got a couple pretty highly touted guys that are going to be available in the top end and maybe putting together a package there, but, you know, they're – they're pretty pretty lean on the offensive side of the ball at non-skilled position players. Yeah. I, I yeah. just can't see Watson doing it. Okay. So we see what happens with Seattle from here. Uh, some fun things with this. With Wilson going, and then they lost Bobby Wagner. Cut him. With those two players' departure on, I believe, the same day, no more remaining Super Bowl players from the winning, uh, from that winning season. The, the time Seattle Seahawks won, they all look gone from that moment. Um, also, there was a rumor that due to Russell Wilson having this no-trade clause, there was a similar trade happening with the Eagles that he did not waive the trade clause for. That Russell well, Wilson, I appreciate him. <laughs> yeah, did not enjoy Plus, Seattle trading him in conference. This way they get him completely out to the AFC. That's bigger for them. Yeah. Uh, and then finally... Um, the the Seahawks with this trade get their best pick is trade pick number nine of the uh, draft. They would have picked if they still held their first round pick from this year. The pick right after that, pick ten, <sighs> with the New York Jets have. And why do the Jets have pick ten, Dan, for the Seahawks? Because they traded Jamal Adams. <laughs> Two years ago, from one of these first rounders, Jamal Adams and the Jets are still cashing that in. Um, and they also, Seahawks, extended uh, Quandre Diggs. So they're paying two safeties a good chunk of money to have no Russell Wilson anymore. They have $100 million locked up in safeties. Whew. Well, you know, teams move around and things change, but I think, yeah, we're seeing a Seahawks team that unless they they know something about one of these rookie QBs or something that no one else does, heading to a rebuild and heading to a bottom of this division for a while. And maybe that's the case because he's seeing the Rams, they're seeing the 49ers, all these good teams in the West, and they're going, all right, then we might as well cash in when we can. This is a, uh, it was a QB hungry free agency to begin i mean it's not it's not a terrible idea to punt on a season mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i know that seems strange but it's not a bad idea um you basically have to look at your you have to look at your chances of competing and think to yourself all right are we a three-win team are we a four-win team what kind of a team are we without russell wilson were we competitive and i think the answer is no so if you're not even competitive without russell wilson do you really think you're going to have a chance to 
win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson? I think the answer became no. Yeah. And then uh, before we drop it, you brought up the AFC side and, and what are the Broncos doing? It's a very tough division there too. They seem to fix their defense, but then they go and bring in a brand new head coach. This is second year for uh, Brzezinski, the uh, GM. That might be what it is. I think he's got a little itch of like, I want to build my team now. I, you know, who knows how long I'll be here, kind of thing. So here's the run uh, with the Broncos. Um, yeah, they're picking a tough time because the Chiefs are going nowhere, as it's as was showed last year with the slow start, and then they're still in the championship game. And then the Chargers built a are building some stuff going on here too, and we'll get to more of what they did in free agency uh, as it comes. But um, yeah. You're right. Uh, does Russell Wilson make the Denver Broncos a playoff team immediately? It's a tough road to go, especially AFC. I mean, you know, we're talking about the we're talking about the Chargers that just added Khalil Mack and have an explosive offense. Right. We're talking about the Raiders who resign Max Crosby and are a really, really good, tight, cohesive team that are going to add more pieces. We're talking about the Chiefs who are the fucking Chiefs, and then we're talking about the Broncos. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's what they're basically saying is we have a chance this year, which is true. Before before he got there, I would say the Denver Broncos did not have a chance. I'd say they're still probably the fourth best team in the division, but once mm-hmm. again, they've added some pieces that may be able to shift that. Um, the answer, by the way, is 4 p.m. Wednesday. Everybody's got to be under the cap. Okay, and if not, what happens? You get penalized? You get a... You get $5 million fine for fine. noncompliance for like every day. 4 p.m. Wednesday. So, yeah, basically the day this is coming out, that that evening, yeah, there's going to be a lot of moving and stuff going around, as there already is, because people are getting signed as free agencies already. All right. So, so just to give you an idea, currently um, there's a lot of teams that are over the salary cap. Oh, yeah, um, this is a perfect segue. Go ahead. The New Orleans Saints are over by $3 million. 49ers are over by 4 Packers are over by 6 Giants surprisingly, are over by uh, $6.5 million. Rams are over by uh, 8 a little over 8 The are Kansas City Chiefs still? are over by $10 million, And Buccaneers are over by $21 million. Oh, wow. I thought my Vikings were still. They're not anymore. They Nope. We cut Pierce and restructured Cousins. So, um, Yeah, Kirk Cousins getting restructured. That was a big... Everybody's like, can he be traded? Uh, you guys have not. $2 million in cap space. God. So things will still change, but yeah. Um, so that didn't happen, but so, you know, with Aaron Rodgers taking his, uh, extension, this was before Tom Brady came back again. Uh, everybody got a little worried. Who's going to be my quarterback? It's gotten, it's getting, everybody get a little hungry for it. So the commanders made themselves a wild move for Carson Wentz. Trading with the Colts, uh, the Commanders getting Carson Wentz and a second-round pick this year, a seventh-rounder as well this year. The Colts are going to get a second-rounder, a third-rounder uh, this year and next. Am I reading that right? Uh, yeah. and um, Or is it two? <laughs> I think it's two-thirds. The... I don't think they got a second-rounder out of it. Okay. No, they do. Colts got a 22 Got this year's second rounder and this year's third rounder, and then I think another third rounder. Colts. Well, that's not too bad. Three picks, and then Commanders got Wentz, got a second rounder this year too. They traded like second rounders, but they also have to take Wentz's contract. That was a big thing. Three years, $28 million guaranteed. He gets $5 million of a roster bonus this week. Um. 
when's his third team in three years? What's this contract, Dan? Or trade, excuse me. Uh, so this trade is a clear win by the Colts, <laughs> who, mm-hmm. who were looking at this guy as the, the problem, not the solution. You know, I understand why they made the move, why they brought him in. We talked about that a lot, is you thought Frank Wright could get him back to rights. Um, turns out he is not that MVP caliber quarterback we thought he was. And uh, now he's on his third team in three years. And that's Pretty been fucking the talk. far fall from grace. When he left Philly, there was this like, oh, it's a smear campaign because they want him out of there. And, and it's just an easier way to get rid of an early draft pick of he's not a team player and people don't like him in the locker room and all that stuff. That's the news you're hearing in Indy. When we watched the midseason uh, hard knocks, it was all a love fest between that quarterback and that and that head coach. I mean, if Frank Reich is saying he's a, and I don't know if Frank Reich is quoted in saying this, but it seems like the Colts front office, Frank Reich. Oh, you know what? There was a rumor that Frank Reich apologized for the uh, vouching for, vouching. for Carson. Wentz. I mean, yeah, clearly he should. I guess, uh, yeah. And Dan, you brought it up. So here the Eagles are at pick, uh, was it 15? Yeah. Picking for them, for the uh, Colts, and the Colts don't even have this quarterback on their team this this week. Colts are going to be starting their seventh different quarterback for week one. Well, I think Sam Ellinger is going to be an interesting cat. <laughs> you like Sam Ellinger. You've been well, we do. We like Sam Ellinger. him, yes. We do. Uh, Sam Ellinger is my, is my new, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Jake out of Washington. I can't remember his last name. They're just killing me. He was a former uh, Viking. But um, oh yeah, I, uh, Heineke. No, 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 no. It's, it, we'll find it. I yeah. I messaged him on Insta and he never got back to me. Oh, um, right. So the funny thing is, I think the Commanders are so fucking desperate, and it's so clear that they're so fucking desperate. The Colts played this so well. Mm-hmm. They played this flawlessly. Um. And the best part about it is you just look at the commanders and you go, there's no plan in place here. They're just going, we need a starting quality quarterback, which is what they got. But God damn, is this guy, he is not the future. You want to, this is the rock you want to build your church on? Come on, get yeah. a little better. Yeah, it's uh, rearranging the uh, chairs on the Titanic kind of thing for the commanders. Like, this doesn't fix anything. Okay, uh, you know, you're one of, you got one of those quarterbacks that somebody was going to go get. But yeah, especially because this is like a third, like a re retread for Carson Wentz, it it, it, it makes even less taste uh, in your mouth. Um, and it really is a retread, retread. Jake Browning, yeah. Jake Browning, Jake Browning is who you're thinking of out of Washington. Yeah, um, Colts uh, though are the complete opposite than of the people in cap problems. They have freed up tons of cap space. They, sh- I believe, are in the best situation unless things have changed. They have fifty-four uh, by, million dollars. Free. Yeah, by like almost twenty million over Dolphins, Seahawks, Jets. Those are the other teams. Um, good God! So they've got the money to spend. So far, been very quiet in free agency. Again, that's what Colts are. So, you know, Colts have not been a bad team, but they also didn't make the playoffs, and they needed they need somebody to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor this year. So Quentin Nelson's on his fifth-year option. Mm. DeForest Buckner is only, is the highest cap hit, and he's only making sixteen million. So not having a high priced quarterback really does help your cap situation. Right, um, helps it tremendously. So it, Darius Leonard's on a really affordable contract. Like 
there's so many guys in Indy that are on affordable deals. It's kind of crazy. Um, they still have room where they could make a move. Um, I would actually be less surprised, although never, never in a million years would the Colts trade uh, Deshaun Watson to, or would the Texans trade Deshaun Watson to the Colts, but he would probably fit in pretty well in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, in fact, the Colts, the rumor for them is uh, that they might go after Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo as being trade bait kind of here for San Francisco. It still does have to be a trade. You got to give away something to go get him. It's not just a contract. He might be the best situation you can get. Let's talk about the QB carousel a little bit. Let's. Well, I, I can talk about Garoppolo's contract. He's in the last year. Okay. He's got a dead cap of only $1.4 million, but he's got a cap hit of $26 million, which means you can free up $25 million in cap space by trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. It so, makes sense, right? You got you 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 drafted a guy third overall to take over his spot. So So it's to me right now the Jimmy Garoppolo thing is a game of chicken because you're already over the cap. Your number one way to clear that cap is to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. It makes sense to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, but everybody knows you need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. So what are you taking? Are you taking a third round pick? Are you taking a fifth? You know who's offering it, it mm. and it's a game of chicken because you got to do it before the deadline, or you can't make any moves. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a Niner tomorrow. Is that what Jimmy we're saying? Garoppolo will not be a Niner by four p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. I wanted. I want to. Yeah, spin this wheel at QB carousel. This is fun. Um, ones we do already have to get out of the way because of the tampering period being free agency. Mitchell Trubisky is getting mm-hmm. his retread to Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, is it just me or is Sam Darnold ruined the thought that Mitchell Trubisky can do a retread? Because now I watched Darnold spin out in Carolina. I'm like, I feel less like Trubisky can do it. Uh, I don't. I feel like Trubisky could put it together. I feel like Trubisky's going to a much better coaching staff Absolutely. than Darnold went to, um, both offensively and just full control of the organization. I feel like he's got more skill position players. You know, you feel like the Panthers had Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty much it, yeah. you know. And the Steelers have three or four guys on offense that can really, you mm-hmm. know, take the pressure off Trubisky. They've got a decent offensive line, although they need to make some improvements there. I think it makes sense for Trubisky to go there, and I I think it is a better position than Darnold was in the year before. Okay, and then the only other serviceable quarterbacks uh, getting picked up so far is the Dolphins are bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, and the Giants are bringing in our boy Terod Taylor. Terod. Good old Tarad. So that which means he'll be playing this year. He'll be playing. That that crosses those some names off here. Here comes down to the available QBs for. Well, no. First of all, here's the teams that probably want to change a QB. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers. I don't know who's playing QB Carolina if they don't go get somebody new, this like Watson. <clears throat> like Watson, yeah. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Colts. Obviously, we talk about the Colts. Um, we crossed the Buccaneers off. That was on the list. I got to change that. Um, Niners, I guess, is Trey Lance. We'll have to keep an eye on it, but it probably is. Teams that probably should be looking, Lions, Texans, Giants now, I guess, with Terod Taylor is going to be their patchwork here for now. And then potentials, Browns, Titans, Eagles. I think Titans and Eagles have to be on the outskirts given how tight it is right now for quarterbacks. So um, there's only been the three signings, Trubisky, Tehran, Teddy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick will wind up somewhere. Oh, man. But I don't think he's even a premier signing anymore. Like, when he went to the Dolphins, that was pretty good. Um, even when he went to the Redskins, sorry, the Commanders. It, or I guess the football, football team. team <laughs> yeah, when he went to the football team, I was like, okay, I think he can still do it. He, he's not. We know that the, the tread has worn off the tires. Andy Dalton is going to be available to someone. Oh, someone Andy will sign him. Jameis top- Winston is still I've- not 30. I was going to say, I think the top list, unfortunately, is Jameis Winston right now um, as far as free agencies. You know, we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade. I think people are getting excited about Gardner Minshew, which would be a trade. You got a trade yep. for him with Philly. Baker Mayfield is Baker, I think, because he's in his uh, last rookie year deal, right? They, yeah, he's, they in, he's pick, in that fifth year option. They've picked up the option. This is the option year. So it's either get a contract or move him, I think. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, if you want to try a re-retread. Uh, and, it, you know, if Carson Wentz is getting traded around, why not Sam Darnold? I don't know the difference so much. So I think Kyler Murray is still a guy that people might be able to put together a package for. Ooh, um, I, can see. I think that's possible. Marcus um, Mariota. Mariota is very intriguing because especially if you're a team like, say, Tennessee, Mm-hmm. Um, I know he came from Tennessee, but there might be room in your heart to bring him back. He is a scheme fit option, um, so it wouldn't shock me uh, for that to have a reunion. And uh, yeah, I think as you look around, I, I don't think Carr's going anywhere. Um, Taylor Heineke. I, I don't think anybody's going to give him a. Nobody's going to give him a starting shot. Cam Newton get uh, he's dusted. He's off. toast. Cam Newton's what, toast. Uh, what about you, you? You drafted this guy in the first round, and then you're giving all this money to the old guy. What about Jordan Love? So Jordan Love very much could be on the move. He should um, be. I think it, I, you got to cut your losses there, Green Bay. You do because you you can't look at a guy like Jordan Love and go, "Hey, would you like to wait for five years?" <laughs> you know, the, the contract they just handed Aaron Rodgers means Jordan Love will never be the starter, barring head explosion of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He will Jeez. never be the starter in Green Bay, and that's fine. But, yeah, to your point, you do have to cut your losses and move the fuck on and get what you can because somebody may still have – I mean, they drafted him too high. That's the other yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, if they had drafted him in the second round like they should have, you know, he'd be in that, you know, uh, Deshaun Kaiser uh, Christian area. Christian Hackenberg doesn't even yeah, have to start. Yeah, get the Hackenberg shit. Just, yeah, just move him out of the way. Go hang out in the USFL, and we'll see you later. Um so yeah, this this is why quote ten teams are potentially interested in taking Deshaun Watson, who likes his butthole massaged in the wrong way. <laughs> you know, you know what? That's uh, listen. No, uh, don't defend him. <laughs> don't you defend him? Saw where you were heading. Um, no, we talked about it. He's a he's a fucking sex pervert. Yes. Well, you know, we you know now yeah. that he's not a criminal sex pervert, but he's still a fucking pervert. It'd be hard to cheer for him. As a as a fan of your team, I think you you would try to go listen. What about Mike Vick and the Eagles? He had that resurgence. Everybody forgot, you know, past the past. This would be this would be tough. I mean, winning solves everything. Don't get me wrong, but this would be tough. I mean, he has to once this is all done. I think the only thing he can do now that he's cleared of criminal liability is just to be like, yeah, I did some shit. I did it. I did it. I, mm. you know, I've been cleared of charges, but I did it. Yeah. Because um, that's really the only way he can get back in the good graces of, you know, the public eye, unless he just starts straight throwing fucking bombs again. <laughs> and that's his best opportunity. Play uh, for your freedom. 
There you go. <laughs> do uh, do any of these rookies get shoved? I mean, let me say that any of these rookies get shoved in the free uh, to start, and Davis Mills had oh, yeah. to. So, yeah, look Absolutely. at Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, all these guys. Um, You're going right in, pal. Some, <laughs> You're going somebody, right in. This, the Saints are ready to throw them in there. Uh, they're picking in the late teens. They've got the, to. Yeah, makes sense, right? They've still got to get cap healthy. That's the other problem is, yeah. you know, they're in such a fucking bad position. And Teron Armstead, the crazy thing about Teron Armstead, you know what Teron Armstead's uh, they gotta fucking... They got to trade him, yeah. You know what his cap hit is this year? <laughs> Go ahead. $13 million, and he's not even on the fucking team. Saints Hell always puts a smile on my face. I don't know what it is. Um, <clears throat> that was QB Carousel, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about them QBs and where they're going all off season long. I love that topic, but let's keep talking about the off season. I want to talk about the, there's some big extensions. A lot of people are getting re-signed and you want to see the big list, you know, NFL.com or just Google it. There's so many websites out there that'll pile it up for you, but the big money is the ones I wrote down. Um, <clears throat> actually, no, I have trades first. Sorry. Let's go to trades first. No worries. Khalil Mack. We brought it up. He's going to the Chargers. They're getting Mack. The Bears are getting a twin, this year's second rounder from the Chargers and next year's sixth rounder. What do you think of this trade? I think that is an absolute steal for the Chargers. Yeah. Um, even if Khalil Mack is maybe 80% of what he was, he's still definitely worth a second rounder and a sixth. You know, this Ta- is a guy that was that was a top five defensive player two years ago. Hmm. I don't think he's fallen off that much. He's he's absolutely still worth at least a second round. When we traded Von Miller, I think Khalil Mack has more of the tank left than Von Miller does. Mm. Well, and think about uh, even if he's a little fallen off, he's got Joey Bosa to, to rush too yeah. on the other side. So it's not like he's he has not to be the, the primary. Premier. Yeah, he doesn't have to be the number one guy. So scary. Good move by the Chargers uh, and the Bears. Your defense is changing. Maybe you don't. Maybe Mac doesn't fit in the way that their their new guy is going to be going. Yeah, because they want to be terrible. <laughs> um, Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Dan, um, I want to hear your thoughts on this. You guys are getting a fifth and sixth, and the Browns are getting a sixth with Cooper. So it's a salary dump. That's right. exactly what it is. If Cooper had, had a better year, if we had gone deeper into the playoffs, I think we're keeping him, and we're probably moving on from Michael Gallup. The issue is we were able to keep Michael Gallup, and so now there's he's you've got a cheaper option. Amari Cooper is one of those guys that like gives you great production, but doesn't give you crazy production. Mm. You know he's on the team, and he's not even considered like the premier wide receiver on the team. Like that's still CD, but you he's know, getting the like, money. Well, yeah, but he's getting all that money, and so I think it makes a lot more sense to have Gallup and CD and potentially get a guy in the second or third round and in a very deep wide receiver class um, than it is to hold on to a guy like Amari Cooper that's going to give you 80 receptions for 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Well, you know, and if his contract is coming up and it you know gets expensive to keep wide receivers around, you know, you give him that Jaguar money and it's hard to, <laughs> to pay any of these wide receivers. Gosh, you know, goddamn. But um, – the only other trade I have is that the Patriots uh, and Browns traded linebackers straight up. Chase Winovich is going to Cleveland for Mac Wilson to the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots made another trade as well. You got another one? What was this? Yeah. Um, let me see. The uh, I know the Patriots traded another defensive player. Yes. Um, they tra- sorry, not a. They traded Shaq Mason, the guard, 
to the Buccaneers for a fifth round pick. Oh, okay. Well, Buccaneers needed a guard. Um, does they have a? They lost Kappa to retirement, I think. Uh, they didn't lose Kappa. No, they didn't lose Kappa. Kappa went to the Bengals. Um, yeah, they lost. Um, retirement was Alex Marpet. Ali Marpet. Yeah, the other guard start. Yeah, so they needed somebody. All right, well, we're jumping around, but that's what happened with the Patriots. And here we go, big extensions now. This is where yes. I was heading. Big extensions, not Rodgers. We already talked about his. Uh, Chargers are giving Mike Williams three years, $60 million to come back play wide receiver. Um, Titans are giving Harold Landry an extension of five years, $87.5 million. He's their outside linebacker uh, pass rush. We talked about the Seahawks, Quandres Diggs, uh, Rams. Joe Noteboom is getting an extension because we have another retirement. Andre Whit Andre uh, <laughs> Andrew Whitworth. He got he got much blacker out in L.A. <laughs> Andrew Whitworth uh, hanging it up after he uh, wins the Super Bowl. So congrats it's to him. Totally sensible. Good and everybody's like, good for you. Good, do that. Please yeah. do that. Very very. He's been playing forever, so that's great. Uh, Packers are giving Preston Smith big money. Where Packers are going to find this money? I don't know, but they they they're keeping some players around. They're Maybe they can big... sell more shares. <laughs> Your Cowboys are giving Michael Gallup some money, showing him that he can move up the uh, the wide receiver ranks, take over for uh, Cooper. It is it is an affordable deal though. It's really not that bad. So he's I think part of the reason is he's coming off an ACL injury, mm-hmm. so he's probably not going to be super helpful for the front end of this year. Um, he's only got a five million dollar cap hit this year, and then it's fourteen million next year, and then eleven and a half, thirteen and a half, thirteen and a half. It it very much is not a deal for this year. It's a deal for next year and the and the few out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, his dead cap's manageable. His cap hit is manageable. This is we gave Terrence Williams a deal kind of like this a few years ago, where it looked like big money, but you could get out of it within about two years without a lot of problems. And it's the same idea. After two years, his dead cap drops to six. You can do that as a post-June 1st and just roll $3 million right off your banks um, and you're, you're upside down. You're positive on that thing. So yeah. it's a good deal. It's a good deal for Gallup to know he's got security before he hits the market. Um, and it's a good deal for the Cowboys because if he comes back and he's healthy, yeah, he's, I think he's he's got a fucking ceiling on him. Uh, that's really fantastic, and I think he's a great pair. I think he's a better pair with CD than Cooper was. Yeah, nice. Um, the only other big ex- uh, extension I have is Max Crosby's, and I left this one for the end because it's kind of fun. Uh, four years, he got $98.98 million. Uh, obviously, that was something he requested when they saw their end of the $100 million mark or whatever to get – because that's his number, right? And Max Crosby wear 98 on the field? Uh, <laughs> so he does. Um, the other – thing that's fun about it is nobody uh stays at a team if they have a hundred million dollar contract that's right but a 98 million dollar contract you might be okay (laughs) he's cleared yeah so uh yeah that's the raiders that's them getting that money um we have a list of franchise tags as well buccaneers are bringing chris godwin back on the tag um the Jaguars uh, bringing Cam Robinson as tackle that's interesting because if Cam Robinson yeah it's Jaguar news I mean the Jaguars are jumping all over free agency here. But if the Jaguars are bringing Cam Robinson back on a tag, are they not going to go tackle with the first overall pick? What do you think? I think they very much could. You know, tackle's one of those things where if you have a good offensive lineman and you think he can play left tackle or you think he can play right tackle, 
you're basically saying, all right, I'm going to bring in a, a, a rookie. We're going to start him on the right side, see what he can do. We did this with Tyron Smith and Doug Free several years ago where we spent a top 10 pick on a left tackle and then moved him to the right side for his first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it still very much is a thing where you go, hey, if, if this guy turns out to be what we think he can be, then we have two really good talented tackles um, to bring our, our young quarterback more comfort in the pocket. So I don't think it's a bad idea. And it's manageable cap number for what he is. Yeah. Well, Jaguars got the cap. Well, yeah, for now they got the cap space until they have to pay Lawrence. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, the uh, we did pass rushers, the edge guys, last week's episode, and we're heading to offensive linemen the next. Um, the tackles are a couple of guys that are talked about being perhaps going first overall or at least in the top five. So are there some elite tackles? We'll have to listen to those episodes. Mm-hmm. It's something you got to stick around and, and find out what who are the top guys that we, or at least the ones that we believe should be going to Jaguars here. Uh, yeah, Cam Robinson be perfectly fine on the right tackle. In fact, probably better, so you don't have to worry about him too much on the left. He's not a solid left tackle guy anyways. He's fine. Oh, we yeah. didn't talk about DeMarcus Lawrence's extension. Oh, well, did he get a big one? So it was good. Okay. Um, he had uh, he was going into a $27 million cap hit year with $19 million in dead cap, so it was really problematic for us. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't going to make sense to cut him. It wasn't going to make sense to keep him. He basically signed a three-year extension, brought his cap hit down to $14 million, brought his dead cap up to forty nine. Um, which basically guarantees that he stays with the Cowboys for at least two, if not three more years, till his age 32 year. He's actually the same age as Randy Gregory, <laughs> which is crazy. That that fucking shocked me. I was like, so, Randy Gregory must be 27. Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory are the same age. Demarcus Lawrence then must be getting this money due to the fact that Randy Gregory is not getting the money now? Is that what's happening? Well, he signed it before Gregory, and I thought to myself, oh, "Oh, this frees up room for us to bring Gregory back, and then Gregory did what he did. (sighs) Gregory did what he did. Let's talk about it because... I want to get. I'll, we'll get to the rest of the free agency, but he was going to be signing a big old extension contract to come back and play for the Cowboys. Something happened. We're getting a little word here. Maybe you know more than me, Dan. But he said due to contract language that the Cowboys would not budge on, he went and signed with the Broncos. Like same day, same contract. So we're told. Mm-hmm. And now Offsets. he's a Denver Bronco. Offset in language. Offsets. Oof. So. The funny thing is, he's this is something the Cowboys actually do a lot. Like, there's offsets in Dak Prescott's language. What an offset basically means is if we sign you to a contract that says, you know, you owe us or we owe you $16 million and, you know, $5 million in bonus money for that particular year, if you, if you get cut but you sign somewhere for $16 million and $5 million in bonus, you have to give us your bonus money back. Okay. So that bonus money comes back to the cap. Now, it's it's something that if you're the Cowboys, of course you'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a player, you go, well, wait, are you planning on cutting me? Is that is that what this is? Because I don't like we don't, that. Yeah, we don't need that language in here. And they're like, uh, we do. Like, But wouldn't you guys in good faith get rid of that language and we'll just be good friends? No, we want to keep it. You're like, okay, okay, I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gregory's interesting because his cap hit this year is only $6 million. That's it. That's really, really not bad. No. Um, but his dead cap is 28 mil this year, 22 million next year. So it's it's only a two-year deal, really. 
I mean, most NFL contracts aren't. I mean, Rodgers is like <laughs> Rodgers gets a piece of the franchise, but it's not. It's really only a two-year deal. After two years, you can get out from under it, and it's pretty affordable. Well, so you're right. There is a lot of other contracts like Demarcus Lawrence's out there that I didn't hit as far as re-signing. Uh, look yeah. those up. There's a there's a bunch out there. Your Cowboys also have one of the franchise tags with Dalton Schultz. Um, mm-hmm. Tight ends, affordable. All, yeah. Because tight ends, it seems, all of a sudden was like, uh-oh, if you don't have one, you might need one. Not only them, uh, Browns, David Njoku, Dolphins, Mike Kosicki, they all get franchise tags this year. Uh, Chiefs, Orlando Brown, and Bengals, Jesse Bates. Those are two, though, we said last week. So we know about those. Those are the franchise tags. That period has come and gone, and that's why we're in free agency. That's Free agency is open, and these are the uh, players getting picked up. So I've got a list here. Let's go by team. Because that's what All I have right. here for the remainder of this show. So much news. Catch your breath, everybody. God, there really <laughs> is so many contracts. <laughs> so many contracts. Everybody getting paid. Though we love that. We love to see the players getting paid. Um, and if you aren't listening and going, now there was some good pickups by my team. You guys didn't talk about them. Again, just didn't think it was important. Your team's not going anywhere this year. All right. <laughs> um <laughs> I talked about Trubisky going to the Steelers. They're also bringing in James Daniels for guard. Like you said, they needed to fix their offensive line. I do think that was an issue with Pittsburgh. So Trubisky is a mobile quarterback, but he's not that mobile. Um, But the I think a couple of the teams that are the biggest spenders right now, bringing in the most people, Miami Dolphins. Yep, big uh, time. Not only Bridgewater, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson, and Connor Williams, two Oak uh, Cowboys coming to Miami. They are welcome to take uh, all our guys. Uh, <laughs> so Cedric Wilson, I like. Cedric Wilson is making affordable money. Um, I think $22 million for three years is really good for him. He's a great gadget player. I think he's going to rise up. I think he's going to wind up being a number two option. People like Cedric Wilson. Uh, Connor Williams needed to move because I think he had too much baggage in Dallas and he wasn't going to really be able to you know, make that push and, and become a starter again. He, he had too much of a hill to climb so good for him I mean it's a two-year deal um he'll be able to kind of rebuild his career in Miami if he is something Dolphins, um, I really like Connor Williams Dolphins hired Mike uh, the, uh the the Niners coach right yeah is he did he bring any Cowboys guys around like offensive uh line coach or something is that why there's two Cowboys going over there maybe I no, didn't I mean, keep it Cowboys close. They did the same thing with Brian, Byron Jones a couple years True. ago. I mean, Cowboys players are always so. It's a connection. Cowboys players are very strange because people wind up being like, "Ah, oh, this guy sucks. We got to overpay him," or they're like, you know, or they're like, "Ah, oh, he's very, very good." I, the Cowboys didn't use him right. Um, is a is a thing that always happens with Cowboys players. And they also re-signed uh, Ma- uh, Emmanuel Ogba, which is a great deal for them. That's right, Dolphins brought him back. Um, Let's talk about the Jaguars. Jaguars, I think, right now are trying to be like, no, 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 no. We we won free agency, and it hasn't even begun yet. Like that year, Cleveland did it. Um, yes, this is this is Jaguars news uh, now. So they kick it off with giving Christian Kirk. Um, we we like Christian. Christian Kirk. Yeah, sorry, Christian Kirk C too. Oh no, that's sorry, right. that's the that's the Texans. Yeah, but we gave Christian Kirk. Um, we liked him coming in. Uh, Four-year, $72 million contract for a slot-wide receiver. That's a lot of money for Christian Kirk. A lot of money. Also for Jaguars, who have been bringing in a lot of different wide receivers lately. Uh, 
not only him, they're bringing in Zay Jones and mm-hmm. they're bringing in Evan Ingram. Uh, add those to Mike. Uh, who's the guy that from Detroit that they just got? Oh, Marvin Jones. Good, Marvin yeah, Jones. Marvin Jones. Um, they got yeah. So they got plenty of weapons for uh, Lawrence, I guess. But uh, they're they're bringing in Brandon Scherf also as well for guard and two uh, defenders fully. Oh God, help me out, Dan. Fat Fatukasi. Thank you. And uh, linebacker. Foye Oluokan. Foye Oluokan. I'll get to that before you do. Yeah. Um. Those solid guys. Uh. So yeah, yeah. Jaguars are spending the money. Solid but overpaid. Um, yeah. I think that's that's the story of the Jaguars this year. Is solid but overpaid. As soon um, as the Christian Kirk thing came out, they're like, "Oh wow, is this the market for wide receivers?" And everybody's like, and it's, "No, <laughs> no, it's not." Um, Brandon Scherf signed a, a pretty good deal, um, but man, the Jacksonville Jaguars love throwing money at guards. Like they signed Andrew Norwell to that fucking crazy deal. All right, they're signing Brandon Scherf to that crazy deal. So I hope it helps them. Um, you know, re-signing Cam Robinson, adding Brandon Scherf, maybe going you know number one overall pick to a a tackle. I think that's pretty solid for him. I feel like the offensive line is being rebuilt. Mm. Uh, all of this shit is on Trevor Lawrence. It's all on Trevor. That's basically what they're saying is Jacksonville will get ready. If it's not, Trevor Lawrence will know this year or next. Yeah. Um. They lost DJ Shark. He goes to the Lions. Uh, Russell Gage, another wide receiver. He's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Makes sense. You got the Bills are bringing in uh, J.D. McKissick for running back. They don't use running backs. I don't know why. Uh, he's a good receiver out of the backfield, though. Yeah, that's all they need. That's right. And then Tim Settle uh, for defensive tackle. They are bringing in Tim Settle at defensive tackle from the what was once Washington football team because they lost their defensive tackle to the Vikings, Harrison Phillips. Oh, um, I love. We loved Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips is great. And we lost Michael Pierce, uh, cut him after a two-year you know, okay, that was that kind of contract stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm hoping that uh, Harrison Phillips is a nice upgrade from him there. But that's all my, my team has done so far. But we're we're in a little cap hell too, and we're gonna hold on to Kirk Cousins another year. So we'll see what this is. I guess um, the Eagles bringing in Hassan Reddick, a linebacker there. Got to get pressure. Yeah. Uh, they weren't getting it before, so you know that's they're gonna pay for it. Bengals uh, listened to our talk about the uh, Super Bowl and go, okay, we get it. We got to fix our offensive line. They're bringing in Alex Kappa, like we said, and yep. Ted Karras. Um, so, the, yeah, brand new offensive line in Cincy. Is that all that's needed? We'll see. Uh, I mean, it helps. It, it immediately helps. And they re-signed B.J. Hill, which is really good, and Jesse Bates got the franchise tag. So they they didn't have a bunch of losses right. so far. I think that's really good for them. Um. Austin Corbett's going to the Panthers. That's so far, that's all I got for the Panthers um, as far as big moves. The Jets uh, are giving a bunch of money to Lake and Tomlinson. Um, there's big guard money again there. Are also giving a bunch of money to CJ Uzama for uh, tight end. We talked about tight ends. It might be a big market for him here this offseason. Well, and it's funny because Uzama, Uzama was only $24 million over three years, which is pretty affordable. Um, technically... Um, Evan Ingram got more money per year with his one-year deal. He get made nine million, and Uzama's only making eight million. So well, they that's were ta- a little surprising. They're talking about how they're like Evan Ingram. People were apparently trying to tempt him by saying, "We'll pay like a wide receiver." So maybe that's why Evan Ingram's getting a little bit more on there. But 
Yeah, CJ Uzama's good. I like him. Well, so. he better catch that shit like a wide receiver. There <laughs> you go. I can say. Um, Get better. Broncos are bringing in also DJ Jones for that defensive line with Randy Gregory. So they keep adding people to their defense. Uh, the Bears bring in Larry Ogunjobi, uh for defensive tackle. That is another Cincy loss, uh, unfortunately for them. But yeah, yeah, he but was a starter. Like I said, got BJ Hill, lost Ogunjobi. You do what you can, and there's a lot of talented D tackles in this draft. The fact that they removed the need to pick an offensive lineman and they can go best player available, I think, is great for them. Yeah. Um, another defensive tackle that moved is Taven Bryan. He's going to the Browns. And yeah, he needs a, he needs a fresh start. Yeah, it would, Jaguars used him for what they could. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day to the Chargers, but that's not the big news in in L.A. It is J.C. Jackson. Uh, shut down corner, getting paid to go to L.A. He is making $82 million over five years. Listen, if it's a shutdown corner, you can't pay him too much. Let's look at Rivas Island. It's not no, possible. Oh, no, you oh can. it is you possible. You totally can. <laughs> yeah. You totally can. But this year, he's only got an $8 million cap hit, and his cap hit never rises above $20 million, mm-hmm. um, for the entire duration of the contract, which is good. Um, he's got a manageable deal next year at $17 million, which you can kind of help um, if you don't move a lot of money around. And then his last two years, he's at, at the age of 30, which is right when a corner is going to fucking fall off a cliff. Um, he's got a cap hit of 20 with a dead cap of 10 that can be post June 1st. And, you know, so like I said, it's a, this is a legit three year deal. Okay. Um, that's probably a four if he's still playing at a decent level. Nice. Um, I only have a few more coverage guys. We got Chavarius Ward to the 49ers, Marcus Williams, safety going to the Ravens and safety, Justin Reed to the chiefs uh because they're losing um uh honey badger Ter- Ter- oh, Matthew. did Tyron we talk Matt- about marcus williams to the to the ravens i just said it marcus okay, williams to the ravens right before justin reed yeah. yes but yeah go ahead marcus williams uh i mean this is a tremendously good deal for the ravens who are bringing in one of the best free agent safeties i'm kind of bad that the Cowboys didn't get a chance at him, but uh, mm. yeah, I think this is a huge signing for Baltimore. This is really good money. It's a lot of money. It's $70 million for a safety over five years, but he's young, and he's very talented. Yep. I just remember him as the guy who missed on the uh, Minneapolis Miracle, but hey, we all can't. <laughs> I, I will say this. Marcus Williams, I thought he was going to fall off a fucking cliff after, after that. that. Right. And he the, has. the fact that he has put that and turned that into a really good... Now, who knows if he's going to have PTSD in the playoffs, mm. but, uh, you know, the Saints weren't sniffing the playoffs, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so that's the free agency names that I've gotten so far is the, the big ones. There Again, there's even more. Uh, there's probably updates that are happening while... Oh, see? Okay, so I, I just, like, pulled down my, my notifications thing, and the only thing I have is Baker thanks Browns fans. What? Cleveland QB pens a note amid uncertain future. I've given this franchise everything I have. So, who knows? Folks, we are going to have a fun little Wednesday uh, the rest of the week here, free agency. Ooh, the Browns are meeting with Deshaun Watson. There you go. So, yeah, things are happening as we speak right now. By the time this episode comes out, there'll be some other big news blowing up. Uh, Tom Brady would have shot somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady covered in blood running through the streets of Tampa Bay. (laughs) There it is. How many murders do you think he can commit? 
without well, like he's suffering won, penalty. He's won how many Super Bowls? So you got to subtract off. I feel like you're at least good for a murder every three Super Bowls. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's what really cost OJ. <laughs> He never won the big one. Never won the big one. <laughs> He's like, I could have traded these in. Oh, man. It's He's nice like, can I give you a Heisman? They're like, no, Reggie Bush has a Heisman. He's not allowed to kill anybody. <laughs> Does he still? I thought Reggie had to give that back. Well, they asked for it back, and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> um, Which is the correct response to anything the NCAA ever asks you. Unless right. they say, would you like another NCAA video game, in which case the answer is yes, please. Yes, yes, please. That's right. Okay, so the only the only other news we have before we, we bid adieu this evening is um, we were trying to keep everyone updated on where our commentators landed. And um, talked about Herb Street last week. We talked about Aikman the week before. And we did discuss why, you know, who's going to be with Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. Well, guess what? His old buddy's going to head there with him. Joe Buck, and I just wrote it down as Joe Buck, quote, can't quit. Troy Aikman, <laughs> he is heading to Monday Night Football. The Fox no implication whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no. What? The Fox Sports uh, A team is now Monday Night Football, guys. What are your thoughts, I, Dan? I mean, it's a good... Listen, you and I have a rapport. Mm-hmm. You know, if you left to another fucking podcast, I'd be a little bummed. And I, <laughs> yeah. if you were like, hey, man, join me on this podcast, I'm like, hey, that makes sense for me. <laughs> you right. know, that's a good fit. Um, it's not like Joe Buck's going to some like random rinky dink fucking network. He's going to ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to ESPN. The other thing to remember is that Fox Sports used to be owned by Fox Sports, and then Disney bought them, and Disney had to sell them because Disney couldn't have ESPN and Fox Sports. Oh, right, right, right. So the Fox Sports that he was at had huge changes in the past two years. So, you know, it seems like there was a lot of shifting sand, and ESPN's making a real big push to get Monday Night Football back to being a legitimate thing. I think it's a great call for them. And also, ESPN does baseball, too, so he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I remember the move uh, of John Madden when he was on. When Pat Summerall left, John Madden left, Fox goes to Monday Night Football, and he's sitting there with Al Michaels, and it just made sense because you know Al Michaels' voice, you know that was voice. Monday Night Football... Uh, booth has been pretty bad since Al Michaels left. They're just they've been filling it with this or that. There was a year where Booger McFarlane was in a little Ugh. mobile going up and down the sidelines. The Booger they, Mobile. They don't know what they're doing. So rehashing the old uh, favorites on Fox for the last decade. Yeah, that will work actually, and they'll at least be in a situation where they can be like. All right, now what do people like, and can we have any fun with this before Joe Buck and Troy Aikman hit 70, and they're the Pat Summerall and John Madden that we listen to every Monday night? I mean, the crazy thing is he is 52 years old. Right? They're getting he's there. He's 52 years old. I, uh, He's got plenty of time. That's true. I say they're getting there. They have, you know, they have, yeah, two more decades. Yeah, Troy Aikman is 55. Joe Buck is 52. They could easily do this at ESPN for 10 years Without any significant reduction in their, you know, their brains. Um, Troy Aikman <laughs> has enough concussions that maybe that's incorrect. Uh, maybe I've got about six months with Troy Aikman. Who knows? He's on borrowed time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is very much something that could solidify ESPN's Monday Night Booth, could solidify the Monday Night Booth in a way that it hasn't been solidified since Dennis Miller arrived <laughs> into the booth. You. Thank you. Yeah, about time we talk about Dennis Miller again. 
Hope you guys are ready to see some black and some sledding. <laughs> babe. Huh? Babe. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, babe? Haven't seen this much uh, back tackling since this odd uh, you know, thing here that nobody knows about. You know? What a huddle. <laughs> I haven't seen a meeting like that since Orgeterix gathered the Gauls. <laughs> it's like, oh, God damn it, Dennis. That than I am. Fuck out um, of here. That's that's what I got for this week, you guys. So much news and so much more to come. Um, we are going to continue to discuss the prospects as that keeps going through because the draft is April 28th. I mean, it is it's coming right around the corner. And Come when that shows up, we are going to be able to talk about all of the uh, the picks that happened. But until then, yeah, we want to be on top of uh, all of them that's to come. And you guys do too. So come back here. Tune in. We are going to talk about not only the, all the other free agency news that has happened between now and then. We'll get you up on some prospects as well. Very exciting. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, so the, to close it off, the only other thing I have right now, Dan, is a crazy stat. And I, I just put oh, yes. one down here real quick. Uh, but Andrew Whitworth retiring. We talked about that. With him retiring now, now who's the oldest NFL player, Dan? Tom Brady. That's right, and it will ever, <laughs> always, ever be. <laughs> oh, boy. It didn't take long for him to come back. He's a Whitworth's out. I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's. I got to take the crown back. Yeah. Um, well, guys, we, we promise you we'll get you the interior offensive lineman next week. Um, there's just far too Sorry much to, to cover. Sorry to tease you one. with interior offensive linemen. <laughs> That's right. You tuned in and, and you didn't hear about uh, Cade Mays out of Tennessee. We apologize that hey, you got your, your hopes it's up. It's coming. Um, you're probably his brother. <laughs> Man, they're going to talk <laughs> about the interior Cade. guys. <laughs> Cade, they cocktease me again. <laughs> All right. Um, that's what we have for the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and please come back next week. But before we leave, Dan, please give us some parting words of wisdom. Money. It's not just about the big numbers. It's about the guarantees. So you might see a big-ass contract hit that waiver wire, but remember, just because it says $80 million for five years doesn't mean it's $80 million for five years. It might be 50 for three, or it might be, even crazier, 20 for three. Hmm. So just bear that in mind when you're looking at all these numbers that it is shifting sand. The NFL salary cap's not real, and neither are the contracts. Very good. Unless, yeah. unless you're Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> in, in which case, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, very good point. Only quarterbacks are getting guaranteed money, so... These guys, yeah, you know, you think they're millionaires, and and some of them very much are, but uh, they only get those for short amounts of their of their lives. So hey, we're happy when they can cash in those checks. Good for them. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the Push Off Podcast. I am Scott, and this is Dan. We will see you next week. Cash your checks. Goodbye. <laughs>